production and distribution of City Club Forums on IdeaStream Public Media are made possible by PNC and the United Black Fund of Greater Cleveland Incorporated. Hello and welcome to the City Club of Cleveland, where we are devoted to conversations of consequence that help democracy thrive. It's Wednesday, September 21st, and I'm Kevin Clayton, Senior Vice President and Head of Social Impact and Equity for the Rock Entertainment Group, which is the holding company for your Cleveland Cavaliers. Can the Cavs get some love? Since 2011, the State of Schools has been delivered by Cleveland Metropolitan School District CEO, Eric Gordon. And after his announcement last week that he is stepping down at the end of the school year, this will be his last. Eric, as a community partner with the Cavs, we appreciate your support and I was saddened to hear that you were stepping down. Our first forum with Mr. Mr. Gordon was held in our auditorium at 850 Euclid to a full house of just over 200. And this year, we welcome Mr. Gordon to a nearly sold out ballroom here at the Renaissance Hotel, filled with teachers, students, advocates, businesses and friends that have all come together with a sole purpose, and that is to ensure all Cleveland scholars can achieve their dreams. Thank you, Mr. Gordon, for your time with us here at the City Club and offering an opportunity for all Cleveland residents and students to hear directly from you and, of course, ask those tough questions. Over the last 11 years, our school districts has some significant, have made some significant gains. 2011, you'll recall, this was before the Cleveland Transformation Plan. It was before Say Yes Cleveland and the wraparound services and college scholarships that program brought to the schools. In 2011, the four-year graduation, four graduation rate was 56%. Prior to COVID, it declined over 80%. Mr. Gordon also oversaw the passage of multiple tax levies to fund the Cleveland plan and launch the summer learning experiences, provided summer school camp and extended learning to district families. The newly released state report cards released earlier this month revealed opportunities ahead. While achievement scores have returned to pre-pandemic levels, other areas are still reeling from pandemic disruptions that began two years ago. So what is next for CMSD and our community's commitment to build a more fair, just, and quality system of education for every child in Cleveland? And now members, friends of the City Club, students, community members, please join me in welcoming one last time Eric Gordon, CEO of Cleveland Metropolitan School District.
You've just heard the whole speech, and now we've had the end. We can go home. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining me here in the Renaissance Ballroom in Cleveland and also on our live stream for our annual State of the Schools address. Um, you did just hear the whole speech, uh, so we can probably go home. Um, but if not, I've got a full uh, hour uh, ahead of you, including great questions from you and, most importantly, from my kids. It's been customary in the last 12 years for me to take time before my formal remarks to recognize the educators, families, partners, stakeholders, and supporters whose dedication to and support of the Cleveland Metropolitan School District play such a significant role in the state of our schools each year. First, I've been privileged to work closely with a board of education that has distinguished itself locally and nationally for its dedicated, consistent leadership of the CMSD. The devoted members of the Cleveland Board of Education have earned their reputation for delivering consistently strong, impactful leadership and support for Cleveland's public schools. And with us today are Board Chair Ann Bingham, Vice Chair Robert Hurd, and Board Members Sara Ellicott, Denise Link, Dr. Lisa Thomas, and Leah Hudnall. You deserve our gratitude, our respect, and our applause. So would you please stand so that we can recognize the Board of Education. At the head table today are distinguished civic and community leaders and friends who make our daily work in this annual event uh, possible, including uh, Cleveland Mayor Justin Bibb. And Mayor Bibb, thank you for that amazing proclamation. Um, also with him, Chief of Education Holly Trefiro and Chief of Youth and Family Services Sonia Pryor-Jones, two very dear close friends. One of my most important mentors and the long-serving executive director of the Council of the Great City Schools, Dr. Michael Casserly, is with us today and my wife of 28 years and my best friend, Dawn. Thank you for being here. Throughout the room are many other vital community partners who, as I speak today, will recognize the vision for Cleveland schools that you helped to inspire, the contributions toward making, taking action on that vision, and the progress that we've collectively made together this year and over the last decade at one of the most pivotal times in CMSD's history. These dignified and dedicated representatives of community agencies across the city have helped to shape and continue to support our kids and our families. They include the Greater Cleveland Partnership, the Cleveland Foundation, the George Gunn Foundation, the Cleveland Council of Administrators and Supervisors, the Cleveland Teachers Union, Breakthrough Public Schools, the United Way of Greater Cleveland, College Now Greater Cleveland, our partners at Pre for Clee, the Cleveland Transformation Alliance, the Higher Education Compact of Greater Cleveland, Say Yes Cleveland, the Greater Cleveland College Career, Career Consortium, and so many more. Please stand all of those representatives so that we can show our gratitude for all of you as well. For all of you standing, our work and our strong partnerships, of course, center around the most important people in this room and those listening across the city. And that's our CMSD student scholars, their parents and caregivers, and our incredible CMSD educators in every area of service to our school community. In particular, it's the tireless devotion of our educators to our students and families that is central to the success we've seen over the last decade. 
and it is their presence at this annual event that matters most to me. What our CMSD students, families, and educators present today, including several of our student and parent ambassadors who are with us, please stand and be recognized. Get those questions ready, students. And I'm also wearing a peace sticker from Tremont School, made by Tremont students, because today is National Peace Day. So thank you for my sticker. Finally, I want to thank the people who work collaboratively behind the scenes to bring the State of the Schools address to life. I'd like to acknowledge Dan Maltrup and his staff from the City Club of Cleveland, who in partnership with IdeaStream Public Media make it possible for me to present and to live stream the State of the Schools address. I'd also like to acknowledge Dr. Roseanne Chick-Canfora, my colleague and co-conspirator as we write the State of the Schools Address for the last 12 years, CMSD's TV station manager, Ben Dreher, graphic designer, Brenda Hain, and other members of the CMSD communications and engagement teams. Thank you all for sharing in this moment as I deliver my 12th and final State of the Schools Address as CEO of the Cleveland Metropolitan School District. I knew somebody would applaud when I said I was leaving. So <laughs> I know it was a surprise to many of you when I announced last week that this school year would be my final year as CEO. And that decision was not an easy one for me, but it's an important decision made at the right time and for the right reasons. And so today, I'm going to use my brief time with you to report not only on our progress and challenges over the last school year, but also to reflect on the last decade of work and progress that brought us to this important and pivotal moment as a district. It's that work and the progress we've made together that has positioned the district for this critical moment when, it, when we transition to new leadership next year from one hand to another to ensure our continued progress and success. Good leadership is often characterized as either a marathon or a sprint. Some say the best leaders are those who are consistent for a continual period of time, while others say it's best to go all out in order to move quickly to achieve your goals. In my more than 11 years as CMSD's CEO, I've attempted to do both, leading with what I've described as a persistent urgency to quickly achieve significant goals while simultaneously working to embed those wins into a culture that can nurture and sustain them over time. But truly effective leadership is neither a sprint nor a marathon. Former US President Barack Obama supported this notion uh, when at the end of his presidency, he characterized effective leadership as similar to a relay race. Our noble work in public service, he said, is more like a team sport than an individual one. As he left the White House at the end of his presidency, President Obama said simply, there is the sense sometimes in any position of leadership that you by yourself do certain things and then it's over. I always viewed it as taking the baton from a whole range of people who have come before. It's easy to see this moment in that light. At its simplest, a relay race is a team sport where individual runners each run a leg of the race before passing a baton to the next person to continue the competition. Each of the runners must perform at their absolute maximum during the leg, their leg of the race. And in a relay race, the race is won not by those individual runners, but by a combination of the runners who came before them, 
and those who come after in the entire race. But winning a relay race requires far more than simply running. It requires that the entire relay team can see the finish line and that each member is not only prepared for their run, but also for when and how the baton is passed. In an actual relay race, runners prepare strategically and deliberately, not just for the end goal, but also for something called the exchange zone, the critical places in the race where the baton can successfully and optimally be passed. Three factors are key to successfully passing the baton when you reach the exchange zone. They are an intentional focus on looking ahead, not behind, the precise timing of the handoff, and the successful passing of the baton at the peak speed of both runners. And I really want to stress that. The handoff occurs when both runners, the one carrying the baton and the one taking it, are running at their maximum speed. More important, if the runners aren't aligned for a successful handoff in the exchange zone, or if they drop the baton, the team can lose ground or even risk being disqualified. So how does that apply to the state of the schools? Quite simply, CMSD has reached our exchange zone. The conditions of the district are such that as we look intentionally ahead, it is clear that now is precisely the right time to carefully plan for a successful handoff to the next leader of the Cleveland Metropolitan School District. It's time to pass the baton. So what are those unique conditions that have presented themselves in this rare, short window of time? To answer that, let's consider another factor that's key to a success in a relay race, called the split. While a relay race is a team sport, the contributions of each individual runner also matter greatly. When the baton is officially passed, the measurement of an individual runner's time is referred to as the split. It's a calculation that essentially involves splitting each individual runner's time out of the total race. So to better understand the state of the schools, we need to measure the split for my leg of the race. When I was past the baton in 2011, CMSD was the lowest performing district in the state of Ohio. We were facing financial bankruptcy and we'd lost all public trust. Like the runners before me, I had to hit the ground running at optimal speed. And with only a one-year contract as CEO, I didn't have a second to lose. When the baton was passed in 2011, many doubted what, if anything, might be attainable for Cleveland's public schools. But by 2012, we had secured bipartisan support for the Cleveland Plan to improve the academic performance of our schools. We passed the first school levy in 16 years, placing the district back on strong financial footing. And over the course of the next 10 years, we have continually strengthened the public's trust in the Cleveland Metropolitan School District. Sooner than many thought we could, we were changing public perception of CMSD from one lagging behind to one that was not only finding our stride, but racing forward. None of that would have been possible without the extraordinary commitment of the partners, funders, and school and community leaders that brought the Cleveland Plan to its finish line, and scouts took notice. The National Review called the Cleveland Plan an impressive, encouraging break from a long trend of conflict and stalemate. The Wall Street Journal called our transformation plan a rare example of collaboration and a departure from the bitter animosity over school funding and treatment of teachers that divided so many U.S. cities. The Washington Post hailed our mayor, board, and district leaders for not being afraid of clashing over what's best for children, 
and for being an exception to the rule in American schools that had long too, too long failed our nation's children. Right here at home, the Cleveland Plain Dealer editorial board said that with so much at stake, the Cleveland Plan was a plan worth fighting for. And they were right. Under that plan and over the course of my work as CEO in the decade that followed, the Cleveland Board of Education held me and my team accountable for three critical goals. First, to increase the academic performance of the district and its schools. Next, to ensure that CMSD was in strong organizational and financial health. And finally, to restore public trust in our schools. I and we have spent the last 11 years solidifying the district's academic mission, raising academic achievement, performance, improving the health of the organization, ensuring its financial health, building a strong infrastructure, modernizing facilities, transportation and technology, and hiring the best and most qualified people in our classrooms, schools, and departments. And with all of that in place, improving the public's trust in the district and in our expanding portfolio of schools. When I stepped into the role of CEO in 2011, survey data showed the public had lost faith in CMSD. We hadn't passed the tax issue, as I said, in over 16 years, and public polling showed that there was little voter support for the district. In fact, in March of 2012, during my first year, only 20% of registered voters rated the quality of education as good or excellent, while over 38% rated the quality as poor. Many in this room remember those years, as CMSD faced the looming risk of a state takeover, now known as academic distress commissions, similar to those assigned to Youngstown, Lorraine, and East Cleveland. We too lagged far behind when compared with districts statewide, but in Cleveland, we didn't give up, and we refused to accept that fate. Against the odds, we averted a state takeover with the unparalleled support of a strong and committed coalition of Cleveland leaders that are now formally represented by the membership of the Cleveland Transformation Alliance. Working together, we moved forward with our own bold plan to improve education and with the crafting and implementation of Cleveland's plan for transforming schools, or the Cleveland Plan. We made a promise to Ohio's elected officials and to the greater Cleveland community that we would hold ourselves accountable for academic improvement. Over the past 11 years, CMSD's momentum was and continues today to be fueled by growing public trust, as evidenced by the passing of three school levies and a bond issue, and by survey and focus group results showing a dramatic increase in public satisfaction with the direction CMSD is heading. In my State of the Schools address 10 years ago, I told the audience at that time, the state of our schools in the days ahead depends on the investment each and every one of us is willing to make now. That investment, made with a promise of continued improvement before returning for renewed support, paid off. In November 2012, in support of that promise, voters passed Issue 107, a 15 mil tax increase with 57% of the vote. That win was not because of public trust but more because of hope. The Cleveland Plan was a promise to the community that if given a chance, we would improve performance and earn that trust. The community simply gave us a chance to make good on that promise, and we did. Two years later, with 63% of the vote, Clevelanders passed Issue 4, a $200 million bond issue allowing us to continue modernizing schools. And two years after that, in 2016, voters renewed the 15 mil levy with issue 108 by a whopping 68% of the vote. And that momentum continues to build. 
Since then, the most significant and most recent demonstration of public trust was the passage of Issue 68, a five mil tax increase passed by more than 61% of the voters despite our need to seek support during the darkest part of the global pandemic shutdown and despite well-funded opposition by a small group of commercial property owners. In looking forward to the exchange zone, strong public trust is critical for the successful leadership transition. It matters both to attract the best candidates and to ensure confidence in the selection of a new leader. It matters also to position that new leader to continue our momentum when they begin their leg of the race. Those key indicators of strong public trust in measuring my split in the race are a few examples of why now is the right time to hand off the baton. Let's look at another set of factors that are key to getting the timing right for our handoff, indicators of the organizational's health. In the spring of 2011, just before my appointment, the district had laid off hundreds of employees. We'd cut art, music, and phys physical education out of the K-8 curriculum, and we'd shortened the K-8 student day just to survive financially. The district was quickly running out of money to continue our building modernization program. We had a severely aging fleet of buses and other vehicles, and we had an aging technology infrastructure as well. With the momentum we were gaining with increased public trust, though, voters passed issue four in 2014 and made it possible for us to complete the construction and renovation of 20 more school facilities, including the state-of-the-art Cleveland School of the Arts, Max Hayes Career Technical High School, Garrett Morgan Campus, and John F. Kennedy Campus, to name just a few. Renovations of Joseph Gallagher Pre-K-8 School have begun, Preparations for a new Clark and a new Marion Seltzer School are also well underway, and a new Lincoln West High School is scheduled to follow these latest new schools as well. At the same time, we continued our careful work in right-sizing our school footprint while maintaining Cleveland's value of smaller neighborhood-based schools. CMSD has also modernized our bus fleet, including the board's most recent purchase of 110 additional new buses, safety, and trades vehicles. And starting this year, those school buses are now Wi-Fi enabled so that our students can be connected to the internet as they ride to and from their schools. And speaking of Wi-Fi, CMSD has transitioned over the last few years to a full one-to-one -one technology solution. Today, every student at every grade level has their own age-appropriate iPad, tablet, Chromebook, or laptop. And we're installing Clever Touch interactive touchscreens in every classroom in the district as we upgrade the district's entire internet infrastructure. Of vital importance, we put an end to the years when our students couldn't, could only access the internet at school. CMSD has actively assisted nearly 6,000 Cleveland households in getting permanently connected to the internet through our partnerships with Charter Spectrum and Digital C. And starting last school year, through a partnership with PCs for People, every CMSD graduate now receives a laptop at graduation to take with them to college or into the world of work. At the same time, we've made significant improvements in our school safety infrastructure, including upgrades, repairs, and improvements to our security cameras in our schools, and securing a $1.6 million grant to improve and enhance public address systems, door locks, and other school safety features district-wide. Another sign of organizational health.
Yet another sign is the increasingly strong labor relationships CMSD has built with its bargaining members. While many districts are muddling through arduous labor management tensions, as seen recently in districts across the region and the state, I am really proud to report that CMSD has successfully bargained three-year contracts through June 2024 with all eight of our labor unions. With the, with the days of looming financial bankruptcy far behind us, the best sign of CMSD's vastly improved organizational health is our five-year forecast. Last passed by the board in May of 2022, our current financial forecast shows that the CMSD is forecasted to be financially healthy through at least 2026 and probably longer. So what does that mean? It means the district won't need to consider a new levy for at least four more years. While this is possible in part, we can, we can celebrate that. <laughs> this is possible in part due to the significant federal investments in pandemic relief, but it is also due to successful advocacy at the state level for a more fair school funding formula and because of our own prudent financial management. That same sound financial management has also positioned the district for a potential no new tax, bond issue, or property maintenance levy at some point in the future to protect the community's significant investment in dozens of new or renovated buildings over the last 25 years. Each of these major strides adds up, but how? Today, instead of cutting art, music, and physical education, we are able, through innovative contract language with the Cleveland Teachers Union, to ensure that every pre-K-8 school not only has a full-time art, music, and physical education teacher, but is also able to expand the K-8 day and provide even more art, music, and phys ed opportunities. That same innovative contract now ensures that every CMSD school houses a full-time health professional and a full-time community, college, and career coordinator to better support our students' wellness, interests, and needs. And while news reports everywhere warn of a crippling teacher, bus driver, and other employee shortage in districts across the nation, and as we're adding these much-needed additional positions, I am proud to share that CMSD is currently staffed at 98.5% of full staffing in this crisis. So as you can see, CMSD is in a strong financial, operational, and personnel health. And that vital health ensures the, dis the district's continued progress through periods of transition as we enter into the exchange zone this school year. Finally, and most importantly, the district's clear and focused academic mission is stronger than ever. Over the course of the last seven years, CMSD has tracked continuous progress on kindergarten readiness, K through three reading improvement, improvement on reading and math scores, and record increases in graduation rates, while decreasing the need for remediation when those graduates entered college. With the addition of SAES scholarships in 2019, our college-going rates began increasing as well. And like districts across the country, 
The pandemic did severely impact those measures, but what the pandemic didn't do was dismantle the infrastructure we've built that enabled those gains. Pre for Clee, our community's public-private compact, now ensures that all three and four-year-olds have access to high-quality preschool education. This Dan, if this runs long, it's their fault, not mine. All right, just making sure. Um, Pre for Clee is a vital initiative, a game-changing head start for our uh, kids. And it's stronger than ever. Pre for Clee has never once lost its stride, and in today's remarkably well-prepared to rebound for the impacts of the pandemic. The district itself has a bold vision for learning, and more importantly, a carefully constructed strategic plan to both recover from the pandemic and to deepen learning and teaching in core academic content. Moreover, that plan includes a focus on the transferable skills that students need to succeed beyond high school, especially in today's high-skilled labor economy. And surely one of the milestone achievements that has contributed to building CMSE's ever-increasing momentum is our citywide effort to bring SAYES to education to Cleveland. SAYES now guarantees a full tuition scholarship to every CMSD student who lives in the district and attends a CMSD high school for a full four years. That includes any public college or university in Ohio. That includes any public uh, college or university in Ohio, including Pell-eligible trade schools, and it includes tuition scholarships to over 100 private universities across the country. What's more, due to the generous support of the administration of Cuyahoga County and the support of Cuyahoga uh, County Council, SAYES has now completed its four-year rollout of family support specialists to provide students and families supports in every school in the district. With last year's soft launch of PACE, the district's planning and career exploration curriculum, our newest public-private partnership with the Greater Cleveland Career Consortium has now enabled a far more tightly coordinated effort to ensure that every CMSD graduate is not only prepared for college, but also prepared to enter the high-skilled workforce and able to secure employment with family-sustaining wages and benefits. And with the release of Ohio's new report cards last Thursday, we now have data affirming the remarkable progress we've made in recovering from the pandemic and a baseline for measuring continued progress in the years ahead. While CMSD's new state report card showed that Cleveland and other districts struggled significantly during the pandemic, I'm pleased to report that the data also show our scores are improving. In fact, in a number of areas on this year's report card, CMSD has already returned to pre-pandemic levels. Among, among the most encouraging news is that for the first time, CMSD is the highest rated urban school district in the state of Ohio. Remember, we started dead last, so I'm going to say that again. The highest-rated urban school district in the state of Ohio. And now the goal is to take the rest of them out. So what does that report card tell us? 
First, it tells us what we already knew. The pandemic hit us hard. Community surveys, uh, our community surveys show clearly that the community expected this. But the polls show also that our families remain confident that CMSD can and will get our kids and district back on an upward trend. And we have. Outpacing many districts, CMSD earned a four-star rating for closing achievement gaps and another four-star rating for value added, meaning we exceeded the state's expectations both for student growth and for closing learning gaps. In fact, CMSD was the only large urban district uh, in Ohio to earn four stars on the gap closing measure, but closing gaps for our minority students across the, against their white peers statewide. And while we're still recovering from the effects of the pandemic, CMSD's performance index, a measure of test scores, has already returned to pre-pandemic levels. The new state report card, along with the upcoming release of the Cleveland Transformation Alliance's report on the performance of the Cleveland Plan over the past decade, and the recently published Education Forward report, together establishes a new post-pandemic baseline for current and future performance. Moreover, our recently refreshed Cleveland Plan outlines a clear roadmap for the next leg of the relay and will provide a blueprint for further success as a new CEO comes aboard. So you see, in several important measures of our academic mission, our organizational health, and our improved and sustained public trust, CMSD is healthy, strong, and strategically well-positioned in a way we haven't been for decades. Moreover, the district is uniquely prepared to accelerate the momentum we've built together and to face new challenges in the short few years ahead. We've entered the exchange zone. I know that I could have stayed on longer with CMSD, and I'm confident that if I had done so, I would have continued to garner the strong support I enjoy today from so many of you in this room and across the city. But this is not a sprint. It is not a marathon. It's a relay race. One of the most difficult but important moves a leader makes is to know when to hand off the baton and to do so in a way that best ensures the organization's future success. Often, leaders are tempted to let up only when they are tired and almost finished. But to do this well, the one passing the baton must be able to keep running full steam until the baton is passed. And it's also important to note that my decision to hand off the baton is part of a larger leadership exchange happening across Cleveland. In addition to the election of Mayor Bibb and his leadership team at City Hall, Cleveland has seen new leadership at the helm of the Greater Cleveland Partnership, the George Gunn Foundation, Breakthrough Public Schools, the United Way of Greater Cleveland, Case Western Reserve University, Cleveland State University, Cuyahoga Community College, and not long ago, even the leadership of the Cleveland Teachers Union. And there will surely be more leadership secessions to come as our city hands off our part of the run to others waiting to take the baton. George Bernard Shaw once said, Life is no brief candle to me. It is a sort of splendid torch that I've got a hold of for a moment and that I want to make burn as brightly as possible before I hand it on to future generations. I wasn't the first superintendent CEO of Cleveland's public schools, and I was never going to be the last. CMSD's full race is not yet run. But as I've measured the split and as I've looked carefully forward, the conditions are precisely right 
to hand off the baton and to ensure that the next CEO takes forward the progress and the momentum we have made and built together. Regardless of what you do or where you sit in this room, the work we have done together is legacy work, particularly as it sets up the district for future progress and supports the ability to impact future generations of Cleveland's children. Our greatest achievements in life, then, are not in the, what we left behind, but in what we send forward. To everyone who shared this journey with me over the last 11 years, thank you for the part you played in the foundation we've laid for that future. I'm confident that our legacy will be protected because we, as a community, are intentionally looking ahead and are doing so strategically during this pivotal moment of time. I'm also resolute in my pledge that together we will continue to run at our fastest pace this school year while the Board of Education and Mayor Bibb take the time they need to identify the next runner, ready to build up speed and to be well positioned to take the baton in June. I will be forever grateful for the opportunity to have served as CMSD's 36th superintendent and CEO and to be one of the longest serving superintendents in our district's rich history. My job and my privilege now is to continue leading the district in this my final year and to do so at the same pace and with the same determination to succeed that you've come to expect of me. And when we reach the moment of exchange this spring, I will, with more gratitude than I'll ever be able to express, be fully prepared to pass that baton and to leave a new pair of running shoes fully laced up for the next CEO. Thank you for joining me this afternoon for my 12th and final State of the Schools Address. Thank you for your faith. Thank you. I'm Dan Malthrop with the City Club again, and Eric, I just want to say that um, when you made the announcement, I had noted that you were an extraordinary example of selfless leadership, and I just want to underscore that today. Um, thank you so much. On behalf of the City Club and the City Club Board of Directors and all of our members, thank you for your, your, your decade plus of selfless leadership. We are about ready for the Q&A, so if you're a student and you have a question, please line up over there behind my colleague Alyssa. And if you are not a student and you have a question, please line up over there behind my colleague Noel. If you would like to tweet a question, please tweet it at the City Club and we'll work it into the program. And, uh, or you can text your question to 330-541-5794. The number again is 330-541. 5794, and we will work it into the program. And it looks like we have a few students lining up. Eric. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> well, my name is Chardon Black, and I'm a high school student currently attending the Cleveland School of Science and Medicine at the John Hay campus. And my question was, with several investments into technology and the general infrastructure in CMSD, such as the Clever Touch smart boards and new school buildings, I and several of my peers were wondering if there are any plans from the district to renovate and maintain older buildings, such as the John Hay campus, 
which has several leaks and temperature issues that we all believe could pose a danger to our health and education? Thank you, it's a great question. So one of the things I mentioned in the speech was that the board just recently took action to do something called refinancing or refunding their debt. And the reason that I asked the board to do that is it sets the board up for at some time in the future, and I wanna be clear, we are not on the ballot, so don't misunderstand, but sometime in the future that the board can go back to the community and ask for what's called a no tax increase uh, to get more dollars for the maintenance of buildings like yours that was renovated now more than 20 years ago and is gonna continue to need improvements. So the board is actually set up to be able to do that sometime in the near term future and it's one of the reasons I think this exchange opportunity is so important. Great question, thank you. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, first of all, con congratulations, Eric. Um, I was so proud to be able to brag about Cleveland's progress at this week's State Board of Education meeting. So I just want to say congratulations to you and everybody who works in the district. When I was growing up and my mom was leaving, she would always leave a list of things that she wanted my brother and I to accomplish and have done by the time she got back home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my question to you is, are there a couple of things that you would like to see happen uh, when the next CEO comes on after you've left? Yeah, thank you, Merle. Um, thank you. This is also State Board Member uh, Merle Johnson for the State Education Board. Thank you. Part of, part of this decision is to ensure that the district remains directionally correct. Often a leadership change comes with throwing out everything a community is invested in and bringing in a whole brand new strategy. So part of this is about being directionally correct. I think a new uh, CEO needs to be uh, continually laser focused on recovery from the pandemic, particularly focused on our early literacy and K through three literacy improvement and rebounding on that graduation rate, while continuing to understand that our educators through progress and gap closing know how to do this work and trusting and supporting them and getting that done. That's number one. Number two is PACE is fairly new, and it is a three to four year full scale implementation like every other big effort we've done. And so it's really important that the new CEO really make sure that PACE is fully anchored so that every student has a six through 12 experience that makes sure that they are ready for the high skill uh, world of work that comes out there. And then the third is understanding the culture of this community and the collaboration and the way this community works and embracing the opportunity that, that this move is designed to make, um, to step in with the wind at that person's back and to work collaboratively with all of the people in this room across this, and across the city that has gotten these results. They didn't happen because of me or even just the district. This is Cleveland's plan for transforming schools and the new person has to understand and value that. Thank you. I'm a student ambassador and I go to John Hay Architecture and Design and I just wanted to ask um, after you leave will any programs be taken away? <laughs> That's a great question thank you so my hope is no 
Uh, I obviously don't control that, the next person does. But again, I, I'm making this decision now so that, um, you know, one, we need to attract the very best people in the country to come here and do this work. And you do that when it's an attractive job. And this is an attractive job. We're a great city. We've got great kids doing amazing things in our schools all across the district. We have an infrastructure of programming that we've worked really hard to put in place and should keep. Um, and so I can't promise you that everything will stay the same. I can promise you that my decision to transition is so that I best guarantee your future success as you finish high school and the success of all your uh, K-8 student neighbors that are following you um, in the years ahead. So, um, but you, you know, you're a student ambassador and you're, you know, student advisory is gonna continue to play an important role. Make sure that your next CEO knows the programs you value and why they're important. Make your case. And, and you know, that's how you'll carry the programming and the things you care about forward. So it's, I'm leaving it in your hands, okay? All right. Hello. My name is Chanel Walker. I'm the founder and CEO of Professional Inspiration, and we inspire teachers to be well and thrive. I want to commend you for your 98.5% you know, staff being in place, that's awesome because across the country we see that's an issue. So as you continue through this relay and exchanging power, how will you keep morale and burnout prevention as a key part of keeping this rise in Cleveland going? Thank you. There's a few things really important there. One is um, that we have really focused for students and adults on relationships, rituals, and routines and really paying attention. We've always said we want our scholars and our educators to bring their whole self to work. And so we're really spending a lot of time on adult social emotional learning and resources for our adults in the same way we're doing for our kids. Uh, a second part of it is actually the timing of my decision to announce now in September gives me the rest of the year, because I'm not dead yet, folks. We're not having a year of saying goodbye. It gives me a year to take care of my people and to help us get through the emotion of change that comes, you know, either because you're happy or you're sad, but, but the emotion of change that comes so that we are settled and ready to embrace our next leader. And then the third is a leadership move for our next CEO. We spend an awful lot of time in the district on the culture of working in CMSD. Small things like making sure every employee gets a birthday card and a work anniversary card. I'll tell you a funny story. Last Wednesday, the CEO of the CMSD sent me a work anniversary card. It was my 16th anniversary. But those small gestures matter to make people feel valued in an organization. And that's just one example of lots of small ways that we try to signal to our employee educators their value and their importance. And so there are moves that we're making now, and there are moves that I can share with my, uh, next, the next CEO to hopefully encourage that continued support of adult wellness and adult commitment that has allowed us to keep our teachers during this national crisis and this national resignation. So thank you for that question. Yes, ma'am. Hi, my name is Sapphire Walker. I'm a student ambassador, and I attend Cleveland School of the Arts. Uh, my question is, what are your other hobbies outside of this job, and will it be hard for you to overcome the fact that you're leaving? And will it be hard for me to what? Overcome the fact that you're leaving. Oh. Um, so I tell my wife, I used to be quite interesting, really. I used to have hobbies. And then, and then I became the CEO. And uh, 
they kind of all went away. So I'm, I, I'm you know, I, I would be lying if I told you, if I, if, if I, I would be lying if I tried to tell you that I'm not sad. I love this work. This is my life's work. I love being in your schools and seeing what you're doing, you know, and, and being with all of you. So personally, this is tough. Uh, I haven't fully embraced it yet because, again, I'm not dead yet. I'm, I'm still here for a year, and I'm not willing to have a year of goodbyes, in part because I'm not ready to say goodbye. So it, it's going to be tough. Um, but I am uh, actually looking forward to, you know, before I became the CEO, um, I used to read nonfiction every night before I fell asleep. And literally in the last 11 years, and my wife can tell you it's the truth, when my head, head hits the pillow, I am out. I can't read page one, not one line. I just stopped having a book by my bed. I'm looking forward to that. My district cell phone has not been turned off for 15 years. It's plugged in next to my bed. The only time it's off is if the battery died, which I try not to let happen, or if I'm on an airplane. I'm actually looking forward to not having the phone next to my bed. Like, there's some perks to, you know. So, um, you know, come find me. Um, next year when I'm, when I'm not standing here, but I'm somewhere else, and I bet I will have hobbies again, and I'd be happy to let you know what they are. <laughs> Thank you for the question. Hi, Eric. My name is Gesta Miller. I'm a parent ambassador for the Cleveland School of Science and Medicine. And given that this program has been so vital for the district, is there a plan in place to continue its growth and development during the transition? Thank you so much, and thanks for being a parent ambassador. Our parent ambassadors are parents who work inside of our schools to help other parents. So proud of them. So I think this is a really important question. Um, I am here through June 30th, and I'm going to continue to lead the district through June 30th. So my leadership did not stop last Monday when I made an announcement. We're going to keep investing in programs. We're going to keep looking at how to improve programs. We're going to keep digging into that early literacy and that graduation rate. We're going to keep working on pace. Uh, only when there's a next leader will that leader decide what changes. So, so you have my 100% commitment that the Eric Gordon you knew for the last 11 or 15 years, depending on which window you knew, is the same Eric Gordon you're going to see in the next 10 years. And that includes my commitment to identifying the best ways to continue to improve and expand programming for our kids and families across the district. So thank you. And again, thank you for being a parent ambassador, too. That's something I'm really proud of. Tremont Montessori and I'm an eighth grader and I was wondering are you confident that the Say Yes program will keep going on uh, as the net CEO um, comes up to take your place and I was wondering how we can advocate for ourselves. Great thank you so much. First you can applaud that that's great great questions. First, yes, I am very confident. Um, and the reason I'm confident is the way the model was built. Um, many people in this room from the business and private community raised over $95 million that's sitting in the bank right now to make sure you have a scholarship when you graduate four years from now. But here's how it works. If a next CEO comes in and says, I don't like that say yes stuff, I'm going to get rid of those wraparound supports. I'm going to get rid of all that. 
those same people that raised $95 million are going to come sit in that person's office and say, you are about to turn off scholarships for kids for the next 21 years. Do you want to rethink this? And say, yes, we'll be here. And if you, need any, you, if you need any evidence of it, look at Buffalo. Buffalo has had six different superintendents since they implemented Say Yes. They've had some superintendents that came in saying, oh, we're getting rid of Say Yes. Say Yes is still there. They are not. So <laughs> it's here. I want to answer the other part of your question about how you can advocate for yourself. One of the things I'm most proud of over my tenure is the increasing student advocacy and agency that all of you bring. Um, and, and I see it in letters written to me, emails written to me. Um, I even, we now have students who have written testimony and submitted it in Columbus against some of the, the bills that we think hurt our community the most. Um, but as you move into high school, we have in law the only school district in the country where our students have the legal right and responsibility to advise the CEO. It's in state law. Use it. Make sure that you tell your CEO what you need. Thank you so much for your question. All the adults got intimidated by you. Did you see that? That's our secret. Hi, my name is Nario. Oh, hi, my name is Nario Ramon, and I am the senior and class president at John Marshall High School of Information Technology. And I am also the captain on the robotics team Astral Circuit. So I understand that we have created awesome programs like robotics and esports. And my question to you would be, what other computer science programs do you wish to expand and create in different schools? Yeah, this is a great question. So first of all, I have to brag about you and your classmates for a moment. So there is state data now around students who have taken advanced placement computer science classes and the number and percentage of those students that are women and that are people of color. CMSD blows it out of the water. <laughs> blows it out of the water. Ms. Cohn is here, she'll have the right figures, but it's like four or five times the state average. Huge, huge numbers. So what do I want to see keep happening? I want more of these fab labs all across the district so that you know the robotics and the, uh, the laser cutting and all of that stuff continues, that innovation lab space. I want the quantum computing work to keep expanding. We are the only high, you are the only high school students in the world that had a high school quantum computing camp this summer at Cleveland State University. In the world, I want that for more of you, right? And, and I want to challenge the field because we are working toward an inclusive economy, um, but, but the uh, robotics and computer science fields right now are st still largely white men. And so I want to challenge you not to just to get the credentials, but to take them out and, and to diversify and create an inclusive community for robotics and computer science and all of those things as you graduate next year, go on to school and into the workforce. I want you to lead the way. Congratulations. That's it. They're giving me the hook. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, being here with me today. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.
Eric's getting embarrassed. Thank you all so much for joining us for our annual State of the Schools Address. Eric Gordon, CEO of the Cleveland Metropolitan School District. Our forum is also part of our Education Innovation Series, which is presented in partnership with Nordson Corporation. And many, many thanks to our partners and friends at IdeaStream Public Media for their production support. That brings us to the end of our forum. Thank you so much, Eric Gordon, for 12 amazing states of the schools. And thank you, members and friends of the City Club. I'm Dan Malthrop. Our forum is now adjourned. For information on upcoming speakers or for podcasts of the City Club, go to cityclub.org. Production and distribution of City Club forums on IdeaStream Public Media are made possible by PNC and the United Black Fund of Greater Cleveland Incorporated.